And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to a special edition of the Athletic NBA Show. I am Jared Weiss. I am joined by the Athletics Knicks writer and now a legal correspondent, apparently, Fred Katz. The show is produced by Andrew Schleck. Fred, how is your off-season vacation plans going so far? Uh, it's going fantastic. I've been really, really excited to cover lawsuits between NBA teams. Uh, it's 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 a thrill. This is supposed to be the quiet time, right? And all of a sudden, I'm literally going to the library and and digging into books about litigation so I can make sure that I'm correct on everything that I'm writing here. So, I mean, when these stories drop and it's like so far from your usual beat, like what do you do to try to figure out what the hell's going on or report on it accurately? Uh, you... Well, first of all, I, th- I mean, you know this as well as I do. You know, when you're like in in J school, and you're you're yeah, you know, like I was a journalism major, and you're you're in school, and it's not like you're covering sports every single day in every single class. It's kind of the opposite, right? And what they say to you is, is part of being a reporter is it's your job to become an expert on anything in a short amount of time. So, what you get good at as a reporter is you get good at discovering information. You get good at asking the right questions so you can learn things. And look, this isn't the first time that I've ever covered something that has to do with a lawsuit. It's not the first time I've ever had to cover something that has to do with anything legal. I've been covering the James Dolan facial recognition stuff for a little while now. Uh, and there are just a million other things. I mean, I've covered Ennis Cantor when he's been speaking out against the, 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 you know, uh, Recep uh, Erdogan in Turkey. Like I've been, I've, I've, there are a lot of non-basketball things that end up popping up, even though my job is is very, very much basketball. So you just, you find your ways. You know, I call, for me, it was reading about it. It was reading the full lawsuit, marking up with questions, calling one of my buddies who's a, a very successful litigator, uh, has a lot of experience in that, learning from him, getting his thoughts, having him tell me, oh, no, you're wrong on this, you're right on that. And and just making sure that all of your information is is tight and 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 correct and 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 that you're putting it out responsibly. Okay, so can you walk us through what's going on here? Because when I first saw the headline, it was I think it was a notification uh, for your article on the Athletic with Mike Vorkanov and Eric Corrine. I was like, is that something you can sue over? People change teams all the time; they take their work with them a lot of the time. So what what is going on here? What's the actual crux of the issue? Yeah, so the issue is is that the Knicks are alleging that when a former Knicks video coordinator who went to the Raptors, the lawsuit says on August 14th, when he went to the Raptors, he took a bunch of proprietary information from the Knicks and brought it over to the Raptors. Uh, That's the general gist of it. The lawsuit also names a number of defendants, right? It's got the Toronto Raptors in there. It's got their parent company, 
MLSE. It's got Darko Ryakovic, who is their new head coach. It's got another assistant coach in there, a player development coach. Uh, it has um, Ike Azatem, who's the the former video coordinator who went to Toronto. And then there are 10 unnamed John Doe's as well, uh, who, who are also going to be defendants in the case. Uh, and so there are, there are a lot of people there and there are a lot of uh, specific accusations thrown out. There are accusations that they took basically play frequency reports, that they took video logs, that they took information on how to put together staffs and and that kind of coaching staffs and that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of allegations along those lines. But basically the general gist of it is the Knicks are accusing the Raptors of using it also actually accuses uh this former video coordinator with the Knicks of of acting as a mole. It specifically says that in the lawsuit. Um, you know, obviously this is all alleged and and basically feeding proprietary Nick's information to Toronto over a few weeks span before he he supposedly went and gone went to join the Raptors. So it's it's a lot a lot of stuff that basically says we have a lot of proprietary information and they took it when they weren't supposed to because of this guy. Uh, it also alleges that Darko Ryakovic, the new head coach of the Raptors, not only knew about the whole thing, uh, but kind of organized it. Uh, though the lawsuit does not actually present any evidence that Ryakovic did that. Uh, the evidence in the lawsuit is, is evidence that says that they have emails of this former video coordinator, Azatam, sending... Uh, Sending scouting reports. They say he sent two scouting game scouting reports from his company email with the Knicks to his personal Gmail. Uh, and they say they have evidence that their the Knicks video files were actually accessed by uh people in the Toronto Raptors organization. Uh and and so we'll see. Uh they believe they have legal ground. Uh they're they're basically saying that. This is proprietary information, and it was it was stolen from them. They believe they have legal ground, and I don't know how this is going to end up, but normally the league handles something like this, you would think, uh, and there was not really an opportunity for that. Yeah, it, what's one of the most fascinating things from this lawsuit you've quoted here is they say, as a first-time NBA head coach, defendant Ryakovich would be expected to bring his own organizational structure and coaching method. Apparently, given his non-traditional path to his head coaching job, defendant Ryakovich did not have his own, so he chose to exploit the next methods. And uh, it's it's hilarious at the very That's least. a quote from the lawsuit, it's, by the way. That's not a quote from our story. Hell. Yeah, that's sorry, a quote from, that's the from, lawsuit. from the lawsuit. Right. Yeah, that so is that's, a direct quote. I know. And 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 that stood out to me. If you if you see in the story, the next line after that is there's a lot of editorializing in there. That's a lot of editorializing. And it's possible that they actually find information that that's true. They obviously believe that they will find information that that's true. Um they don't have to present all of that information up front at the start of the suit. That's not how it works. Uh, what happens is you prevent, you present the information you have, you present what you believe is happening, you make your allegations, and then you go through discovery after the fact. And when you go through discovery, that's when the Knicks, if they get to that point, that's when the Knicks might have an opportunity to see other kinds of correspondence, uh, you know, maybe text messages or emails or any sort of correspondent on the Raptors side. So then they can say, okay, this is, these are the people who actually opened the video files or the, this is what Ryakovich either said or didn't say or whatever. Um, but there's no actual evidence in the lawsuit 
uh, that is presented to, to basically back motivations. Uh, a lot of that is editorialized and what the Knicks say they believe, uh, but, but the evidence that they have is evidence of, of, I mean, the, I should say the evidence they say they have is, is evidence of, of something that is probably, that would probably be considered wrongdoings in some capacity. Uh, but the motivations are are also at question, and uh, you know that's part of it because a lot of people are being sued for, uh, you know, included as defendants for being basically accused of being masterminds of it, and we just don't know for now. We won't know until it gets farther along in the suit, and we may never know if it settles early or something like that. And what's interesting here is you know th there's a lot of stuff that is mentioned in, in your story that is laid out in the lawsuit of things that kind of seem somewhat routine. Uh, I checked in with a couple different like scouts and front office people and coaches just to see what they thought. And the general response I got is if you're leaving an organization, taking your own scouting reports and your own, you know, synergy playlists that you've put together, you know, for people who don't know what synergy is, it's kind of the main video like database that people use. It has every single play. It's organized. You can create, you know, film edits out of it and stuff like that. They all thought that was pretty normal. But then there's the more dubious nature of like taking if they were planning documents for how it, you know, a training camp or system would be set up, things of that nature. That's where you're kind of getting the murky waters. And that's where you can see that like the claim that we just quoted the Knicks making, which is like very, it's the kind of snark I would expect in a Fred Katz article to hear that in the lawsuits. Well, I guess it's not shocking coming from the Knicks, but um, I guess what when you were getting feedback, what was the kind of you know feedback you were getting? It was mixed. Um, yeah. You know, I spoke, I spoke to some people who thought, look, Seth Partnow, our colleague tweeted out some, you know, Seth knows what happens behind the scenes, right? Seth was the director of basketball information, basically ran the analytics department for the Milwaukee Bucks for like two, three, four years, something like that. He knows how this works. And Seth tweeted out basically that everybody does this all the time and it's totally normal in terms of just like taking work from the organization that you did with you. That's also not the only accusation that's levied in in the lawsuit for what it's worth. You know, like their accusations that he was a mole. That is their that is their terminology. They say he worked as a mole. That is not the same thing as taking your own work with you. Uh, we'll see if the Knicks are able to prove that. Uh, we'll see how much evidence they have in order to show that. Um, but but I think I think it varies. Like I've spoken to some people who. Seth is kind of the most extreme that I've seen of just like everybody does this. It's fine. There are some people who have said it's not that big of a deal. It just like it happens and and have said, you know, there are probably people with the Knicks who took something that they did from another organization. There are people there. I mean, I was talking to, to one person who said uh, and this was a this was a good, well-respected organization that somebody left their organization and. Uh, you know, this was somewhat recently. Uh, somebody somebody left their organization to go somewhere else, and they were in a company meeting with everybody there, and and they were kind of going through just the to do list. And uh, one person mentioned, "Oh, we have to shut off access to this guy for whatever system that they have." And the lead exec said, "Nah, don't even bother. He's smart. Probably took it already." And so and so it was like, it's just like a thing where it's just like that is a situation where it's like, okay. Whatever, uh, everybody shares everything. When when Fred Van Vliet leaves the Toronto Raptors to go to the Houston Rockets, it's not like he forgets everything. And some of this stuff is stuff that 
is if we just look at its face value, a synergy playlist. I mean, I I I I couldn't tell you legally what makes a synergy playlist publicly available versus private. But those video clips are available to anybody. Um, they're, they're available to anyone. So one thing that I think is going to be really interesting, if this goes to trial, which is far down the line, it might not. It might get the discovery. It might not. not. It yeah. probably won't. I don't, one thing I, I am struggling to try to figure out is why would the Knicks want it to go to trial? Because here's what happens if you have a civil suit and you actually have people like deposed and having to talk. The Knicks will not only have to prove that proprietary information was stolen, they will also have to prove that the information that was stolen was proprietary, which means that they are going to have to show, like for example, Synergy playlists, like you said, for those who don't know, it's basically a big data database with some stats on like how guys guard pick and rolls and how guys guard catch and shoots and all that kind of stuff. And then it's really used by NBA teams as a way to compile video because you can click on somebody's pick and rolls and you can see every pick and roll that they ran that year or something. And, and they use it as a way to compile and categorize and teams have an advanced version of it, but every single team has the same version of it with the same video clips and you can use it differently. But if the Knicks want to prove that their stuff from Synergy is proprietary, then they are going to have to give away their secrets. Then somebody is going to have to go up there. Then they're going to, then the Toronto Raptors are going to turn around and they're going to depose Tibbs or they're going to depose Leon Rose or they're going to depose James Dolan. And they're going to say, okay, what was proprietary about this? What are you guys doing that makes it special? Man, as someone who has been trying to ask Tom Thibodeau, what are you doing behind the scenes that is different from everybody else and has been stonewalled at every move? I can tell you, Tibbs does not want to sit up there and testify under oath to all the secrets he's doing behind the scenes. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this goes. That's obviously very far down the line. There's a totally possible chance that it never even gets there. Uh but it's just one of the many, many things that that I'm thinking about here. I, I genuinely don't even remember what your question was that I was answering because I had nothing. Oh, to I do don't with either. This. I will. I mean, first <laughs> off, we know Leon Rose won't talk unless MSG is interviewing him. So that's they're gonna have to work that out with the courts. I'm not exactly. sure exactly. He's, he's in the Southern get, District of New he'll York. Get, he'll get deposed, and then the Knicks are gonna send a response back. We've received your request, <laughs> and. That's a very inside baseball joke. For those who don't know, when you request Leon Rose, the Knicks used to respond, we've received your request and not actually give you a response so that you could, so you couldn't necessarily say the Knicks have denied it. And then they just wouldn't respond after that. Uh, so yeah, they'll respond. We've received your request and that'll be it. Uh, but it's going to be, I mean, it's a crazy situation. I also am like, the league has not done, it's been 48 hours and the league has not said anything yet. Um, I believe they will. I believe the league was taken by surprise by this. It's not like this thing was in in was 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 boiling for for a month and then all of a sudden it turned into a lawsuit. The Raptors said in their statement the Knicks only contacted them one business day before they filed the lawsuit. They said they they contacted them on Thursday. Knicks filed the lawsuit on Monday. 
Um, uh, so if the Raptors, what the Raptors say is true, this thing happened very quickly. Uh, we know that the lawyers on the Knicks side spent basically this whole weekend putting all this together to get it out as soon as possible. Uh, so this happened very quickly. I believe there are a lot of people who were involved who were really taken by surprise uh, when when the lawsuit actually happened. Uh, so so I, I I can't really tell you how it's how it's gonna go. Um, I really can't. I, I I don't know what the Knicks' motivations are. Um, I don't know. One thing that's gonna be really interesting is we're gonna get to see. Okay, the Knicks are suing for damages, right? I want to know, okay, what value, what financial value do the Knicks put on a scouting report? Like, I, I want to know the answer to that question. What do you value it at? Uh, there's just a lot of really interesting stuff that's going to come out about this. Uh, and so far, the league has not said anything. Like I said, I think they were caught by surprise. At some point, they're going to have to comment. They're going to have to, because it is not good for the NBA to have one organization suing another. And you can say it's a team to team thing all you want, but this is one organization suing another. And if you have important people for the league speaking under oath and it gets really messy, that's a problem for the league. Uh, that is a problem for the league. And at some point the league has to decide how they are going to handle this because they, they, they just cannot, let this thing string out forever, you know? Like they they can't have people like me skipping out on Nick's practices because uh, you know, Tibbs is on the stand that day. And so I gotta be, I gotta be there, you know? Like they can't be doing that. Uh that that is I mean, at least you wouldn't have to drive be, all the way to White Plains, so it's kind of a win win <laughs> for you. It's not gonna be good for the league. So I I I don't know. I just don't know how it's going to go. It's too it's too early, but it's a really fascinating situation and it's a unique one. Um mm -hmm. I don't know if nothing like this has ever happened before to be honest. Uh I have never heard of anything like this happening before and I've asked people and I've tried to look it up and I've never I've never seen a lawsuit like this in the NBA before. Um it's possible somebody who knows history better than me will come out and be like, "Actually, the Seattle SuperSonics in 1974 did this." Uh but but it's, it's I'm sure Ben Taylor has a about. video on it somewhere about like how this happened in 1949. Yes. Ben Taylor, yeah. the uh, basketball writer, not the ref. Yes. Well, uh, maybe both. Um, apologies to Fred Van Vliet. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. 
Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit directtv.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. The thing, so there's a few obviously fascinating things here, or I guess consequential things here. One, I think I, it was a Keith Smith. I saw tweet this. I thought it was the first person that really pointed this out. That this, the whole league should be watching on this because if this actually turns out to be a serious issue for Toronto, it's going to make a lot of teams scared to be poaching personnel from from other franchises. And, you know, uh, personnel, especially front office, especially coaches, really, even more so the front office, like they move around a lot in this industry. Generally, how the industry works is like you get attached to a head coach or a GM and then you tend to follow them along. And then once they're out, then a lot of the time their staff is out and they have to find a new home. And so, I mean, an easy way to deal with this is once someone informs you that they're leaving, you shut off their access. Although, of course, there's a whole like informing you of leaving that actual end date, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, going back to like that story you told before, but that's obviously one huge implication here. And then if this lawsuit proceeds, you have discovery for two franchises. Uh, companies generally don't want to get into discovery, especially MBA organizations who don't really ever get sued. It's like pretty uncommon that that happens. I feel like the Knicks especially are an organization that does not want to get into discovery where they can have all sorts of communications and other things subpoenaed, considering how they don't even make their GM available to the uh, uh, to the uh, independent media. So that's a part that really makes me assume this will get settled before any of that happens, because generally these organizations have enough skeletons to hide or they just don't want their internal business getting out there. So. I'd imagine that this kind of goes away quietly to a degree. And also the Knicks don't need the money, right? It's like they, if they're suing for damages, it's not like they need the income from the damages. Right. So it's almost like they're just making a point more than anything. Yeah. You might be right. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we know the Knicks motivations. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think there's any way to know at this point, uh, so I would say what you're saying, I think definitely makes sense. I just don't know how this thing is going to end because we can say, oh, the Knicks might not want this to go to a point to where Leon Rose is on the stand. But they're the ones who are bringing the lawsuit. So maybe they do. You know, it's 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 interesting that we're talking about it like, oh, yeah, the Knicks don't want this thing to go anywhere. But the Knicks are the one bringing the lawsuit. So we have to leave open the possibility that the Knicks maybe actually do want this to go somewhere. Um, where? I don't know. How it gets there? I don't know. Uh, it's going to be super interesting to follow. It is a unique situation. I believe a unique situation. Uh, and But I, 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 I honestly, I could not tell you how this thing is going to end. I, I couldn't. I, I have no freaking clue. All right. Well, this podcast is over. So for our, uh, I guess, Nick's legal correspondent, Fred Katz, and our producer, Andrew Schlecht, I'm Jared Weiss, and we'll see you next time here on The Athletic MBA Show.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.